Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The GOP is stunned once again. All the pundits stunned, 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 I tell you, because the GOP got its ass kicked at the polls once again. No, no the, the actual polls, not the things that you read in the New York Times and YouGov and interactive polling and this, that, and whatever. What the hell is going on, America? I'm Andrew Coppins, and this is Critical Thinking. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Like I said, I'm Andrew Coppins. You can follow me at The Coppins Show. And this is Critical Thinking, the number one, that's right, the number one critical thinking show in the entire world. We are kind of doing some changes here. Obviously, Pat is not here for a very good, great, grand, and wonderful, joyous reason. That is because I am proud to say that he is a brand new father Yes, baby number one in the Oni household has arrived. Mom, the baby, are healthy. The baby boy, that's right, a baby boy in the Oni household. So congratulations are in order. Make sure you hit him up at the Pat Oni Show on X. You can find him on Facebook as well. But absolute congratulations to Pat, and more importantly to Mrs. Pat, who actually physically had that baby. So congratulations to them. Uh, Mom and baby are doing well. Uh, Pat uh, sent me a message probably just about an hour or so after they had the baby. So um, I am super pumped for them and super excited to see that journey uh, in the Oni household. All right, with that out of the way, though, obviously the biggest news of the day as we get into WTF Wednesday is just very simply WTF Team GOP lost. Oh, my gosh. Oh, who saw that coming? And we're stunned again. I've seen a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking today. And, well, wouldn't it be Wednesday morning? Yeah, Wednesday morning quarterbacking today. Um, 
various programs, all the pundits in GOP land, all the talking heads and podcasting people like myself and others, like myself and others, right? We, They've all tried to, the anatomy of the loss, and, and why did it happen? How, how? Why? Well, we know the who. We know the, the, the why, or at least we should know the why. But it's the how. It's the what that actually matters here. Because we're seeing a ton of pundits on the left and the right say, in Ohio, issue one, right? Abortion. Um, and it's access in the state. Well, it won, and, and now we get to enshrine it in the Constitution of Ohio that up to six months, that's a huge loss for everybody who's pro-life and a big win for the abortion rights activists out there. Kind of, sort of. You are right. But it should be a teachable moment for what took place there how it took place. And I could go into the minutiae of all of these things, but here's the reality. One of the things that I've heard the most over the past 24, well, not quite 24 hours, but um, maybe 18 hours or so in the aftermath of this sweeping loss for pro-life and GOP and and all the supposed talking points of the right. Yep, they all lost. They all got their ass handed to them. We could barely hang on to the state of Mississippi, right, Team GOP, with only a five-point win in Mississippi and the governor's race? What the hell's going on, all of that? One theme keeps coming up is this idea that, see, it was the left is a movement. It, it is a movement with purpose and plans and yada, yada, yada. Whereas the right is just about money and grift and money and grift and money and grift and da-da-da-da. All of those things actually are true. But what those people are missing in all of that is one simple truth. And that truth is it wasn't just movements that beat money. It was movements with shit tons of money that won. The left has a movement. That's very clear. If you've not been paying attention, had your head in the sand, in a coma, whatever, for the past month, the past six months, the past year, the past two years, the past four years, right? It's a movement. The left is a movement. The left owns the Democratic Party. Ask those who were previously in the Democratic Party how big that tent is today. They're, they'll tell you it's not very big. And why is it not very big? Well, it's because it's a movement. These people have a set of values, a set of principles, a set of things that they want to achieve, and they've gone out and set out to do them. But it's not just that. That in and of itself is not good enough. On the scale that needs to to transform and fundamentally alter America, right? The, the Barack Obama line, we're only a couple days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. Yes, he said out loud exactly what that movement was about. It's just taken longer. This isn't a snap your fingers moment. But it's not just that they had this movement and these plans and these ideas. It's that this was a movement that has been well-funded 
from George Soros to Sam Bakeman-Fried and and Jeff Bezos and every place in between. They've used the money that they made in the capitalistic system to advocate for the destruction of the capitalistic system behind them. And forever, y'all, that has been the modus operandi of leftists. It is always those at the top who want to close the door to those right below them. Why? Greed, of course. And that's going to come in very handy as we talk about uh, the Judas that was the move of Craig Council from my Milwaukee Brewers as a technical free agent to the Chicago Cubs, the most bitter, hated rival. Greed, right? It's a hell of a motivator. It's been a motivator for Team GOP as well. But what you have to understand and what the right is missing in that is it is not just about a movement beating dropping gobs of money on an election. Yeah, you're right, okay? That it does matter that there's an idea. There are three or four pillars and and goals that they would want to accomplish and, and a movement being made towards that. Yeah, that does matter. So does the money. But what wins these elections is not one or the other. It is the marriage of the two. And when you've got Soros in his backing, when they are doing what they're doing at the district attorney or state's attorney or whatever the DASA level, right? Your attorney in your county or your city or your locality, right? That prosecutor's office. Okay. They're doing it there. They are literally putting in practice their movement, but doing it as a well-heeled, oiled machine. Well, the other side of the scenario is what? The Republicans. What do they all have? What, what do they have? What do they have in the aftermath? Money. That's it. And they're begging for said money like it is going out of style. And they continue to get their ass kicked time and time and time in memoriam at this point. And yet, what is the Monday morning, or in this case Wednesday morning, quarterbacking all about? Well, you see, they they really outspent us in Ohio. They outspent us on that abortion issue there. They outspent us here. Money, 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 money. We need more. We need more. If we just had more money. Well, folks, You've been handing over money in gobs, in record amounts, for years now. And what have any of you that have donated to the Team GOP cause or a single candidate's cause gotten for that money? The lesson here is that it's not just a movement beating money. It's that a movement married with money will always beat what? Money without any principles. It is why certain businesses go out of business and why others in that same industry survive by and large. Because they've got a vision, a principles, 
a set of principles, a set of goals, a set of operational, you know, aspirational statements, whatever you want to put in there. But it's also pretty well-funded. That's the reality of this. Yes, the the Amazon story, um, the Microsoft story, the Apple story, all whatever you want to say about it. Yes, it's a rags to riches in some respect, but at some point in time, somebody had to invest real money to get them from, oh, I want to be able to sell books across the country to I want to build a platform for selling anything and everything and we're going to dominate the shipping industry and we're going to... It, it doesn't just happen. It happens because there's money and a movement involved in it. That's the lesson here. Again, all the Republicans have right now is money. And you're handing it over. You are handing over hard-earned money. Hand over fist to these people. I, I, I can't help you if you don't want to help yourselves. See, they, they keep telling us, right? One more election. If you just give us more money for this one, I promise, I promise, I promise. It's like the addict in your life, right? That that $20 or that $200 that they need to, to pay the rent. Okay, I'm going to give it to you this time. And then they don't pay their rent and go out and buy more drugs, right? The next month you do the same thing and, and it goes on and on and on for years. At what point in time do you understand that you're part of the problem? At what point in time do you understand that if you turn the spigot off, you regain some power. You turn the grift off by turning the spigot off. Just, just one more election, right? Just one more victory without any plan, of course, but just one more victory. That's all we need. We need just one more, and, and, and everything will change. We'll win all the governorships that we want to and possibly can. We're going we're gonna to convert all the state houses again. We're going to win... A 40, 50 seat majority in the house and, and we'll have a 10 seat majority if you just give us one more election. We promise, 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 promise. Just give me more of your money and it's going to be different next time. We promise. We've learned. So what gave last night? What What was different? Again, nothing was different. And that's the problem. It's been the same tune for a very long time. But Andrew, but Andrew, the, the polls, they, they told us that that governor's race in Kentucky was literally neck and neck, like 47 to 47, right? Oh, Daniel Cameron lost by five. They told us the race in Mississippi was double-digit lead. Uh, oh, um, the, the hmm, the uh, Trump guy there um, only won by five percent in Mississippi. Five percent, uh, and then we had a real shot at you know doing some damage to murdering babies in the womb. 
in in Ohio. Oh, wait, that that lost by a pretty significant margin on that ballot. Hmm. But but the polls, Andrew, the, the polls are also telling us that didn't you see the New York Times, right? Didn't you see it? They're, they're telling us that Trump, Trump, Trump is the answer. He's beating Biden in a national polling. He's even with him in certain swing states. And in like, I think in four out of the five that they really measure, uh, he's actually quote unquote winning. And so we got to listen to the polls and we, we got to go Donald Trump, Donald, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. All he does is win, win, win. Except for not really. Quite literally, the only win that Donald Trump has is the win for himself in 2016. And I'm going to prove it to you right now. Because uh, Justin Hart posted this on X. And it's this. Since Rona McDaniel, that's who he's talking about, since Rona and Trump took over, the GOP has gone from 36 to 26 to now 24 governorships in this country. That's right. We have less than half of the governorships. And we had uh, almost two-thirds of them when he came into office. It's We also had 68, and by we, I mean Team GOP, because I'm not a we in this case. But 68 to 57 and now 55 state legislative chambers that are Team GOP. 26 to 22 Republican trifectas, meaning they owned the legislature, they owned the governorship, and the uh, state senate. On the other hand, only five Democratic trifectas existed in this country. It's now 17. 241 to 222 House seats. But Andrew, gerrymandering. Uh, okay, that's part of it, but also you, you also have the ability to do it yourself in these states. We've gone from 52 to 49 in the wells of the Senate. One president to no president, right? That's 2018, 2020, that's two, 2022, now 2023. That is five, well, four. And then if you count 2021 and some of the special elections, I guess you could put five in the place there. But folks, it, it, it is as simple as this. That is four to five, depending on which ones you want to use, election cycles across this country in which Donald Trump has either endorsed, been on the ballot, been heavily involved, And those are the results. Is that winning to you in any way, shape, or form? Now, I'm not. that's not to lay the blame at just the feet of Donald Trump here. It is to lay the blame where it belongs because you're going to hear a lot of people say, well, duh, this is, you know, Mitch Ditch McConnell and, and the terrible Senate Republican committee and, and the dysfunction inside the House of Representatives and the Republican caucus there, and 
they're the ones to blame. And you're going to hear other people say, well, it's Donald Trump and he is an albatross around the neck of otherwise really good candidates who have to eat at the trough of Donald Trump and his money-making machine, right? And if you don't, you're going to get pounded. Well, I subscribe to both camps are right. What? That's right. Both camps. Both Donald Trump is to blame and Mitch McConnell's to blame. How do I know it? Daniel Cameron in Kentucky losing by five is your prime example of all of this. He used Donald Trump and his endorsement late in this process as some sort of a boost in a state in which, by the way, Donald Trump is pretty dang popular, yet Andy Bashir has been governor now for a second or third, is it? Yeah, second term as governor. Hmm. How did that happen? Donald Trump is super popular, right? Well, Mitch McConnell is also uh, funding a lot of Daniel Cameron's campaign, and Mitch McConnell is heavily involved. And guess who's not really all that liked? Mitch McConnell. He is literally, Daniel Cameron, the intersection of the two sides. He is the epicenter of the two sides or the two faces of the Team GOP in the, at the moment. The MAGA forever, right? And the ditch. The quote-unquote popular and the highly unpopular. So what the hell's going on here? Right? What is going on? I, I just, how, how does that happen? How does in Kentucky, in which, I want you to think about this. A Donald Trump-backed candidate in a state that voted plus 13 for Donald Trump? Oh, and by the way, I, I, I forgot to mention the other statewide office candidates um, that were not Daniel Cameron plus 13 plus 11 in their races and won. That's right. Team GOP, statewide office candidates. Three of them. Two of them won. One of them lost. And, and lost by five. So that is a net of... 18 to 16 points, folks. A net loss of 18 to 16. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. How? It is because when you put the intersection of Trump and the other side of this together, when you put them together, it ends up with no plan, no concept of where you're going, no trust, nothing. Because the people that don't trust Donald Trump wouldn't vote for Daniel Cameron. The people that don't trust Mitch McConnell, Ditch, whatever cocaine Mitch, whatever, you know, nickname you want to give them, don't trust him so they can't vote for the candidate that's backed by him. Again, Andy Bashir is part of a movement. Andy Bashir was one of the biggest COVID tyrants in the entire country. And yet, here we are in 2023. Has Andy Bashir paid a single penny of a price? Has Andy Bashir have a pound of flesh taken out of his ass at any point in time, any real ramifications for literally demanding license plate numbers, tracking people, finding them for daring to go to church in the middle of a parking lot, uh, all of the other COVID tyrannical stuff that he did in that state. He won by five points against Donald Trump's favorite, Daniel Cameron. But Andrew, Kentucky is super racist. Okay, but that is that the reason? No. It turns out that the other candidates were not endorsed by Donald Trump. The other two candidates, not endorsed. See, this is the rub. There is only a small portion that Donald Trump has a positive, a net positive effect on, a small group that will come out for a candidate. Now they will come out in droves against a candidate, but winning means you have to actually have people voting for you, for something for your message, for your principles, for your vision, for your movement. Daniel Cameron had the MAGA movement behind him, but with all of the grift and graft and slimy BS of Mitch McConnell also behind him. That's a recipe for disaster, but that is literally exactly how Team GOP is operating as we head towards the 2024 election. No amount of COVID tyranny, no amount of liberty stealing from Andy Bashir amounted to a hill of beans. He didn't lose a, a recall. He won by a better margin, I believe, this time than the last time. What do you do about all of this? What, where do you go? 
because I'm not interested in the who, what, where, when, why, how. Okay, that's fine. We have to understand some of those things, but we also need to move forward. We can't keep losing. And by we, I mean those that actually want liberty. We cannot keep losing and expect that our liberty won't be stolen from us. Lickety split. Because the reality is that they are just one, two, three chess moves on the board away from checkmate. We are at liberty's last stand. So what what do you do about this? What do we do about it? How about we demand, hear me out on this, that the GOP actually shows us a cohesive plan, a movement, building something that can also show us results behind said plan. Now, that's why, even despite some of the misgivings that I have towards some of the more authoritarian tendencies, being a more liberty and libertarian-minded individual that I am, If I'm the GOP, I'm looking at Ron DeSantis. Why? Because it's movement, passion. That's what a movement really is. It's passion and principles creates a movement. And it's money. He's got gobs of it and had gobs of it. In Florida. And has turned the purplest of the purple states into the deepest of the red states in the entire country a net of 1.1 million flipped the other way in one election, folks. That doesn't happen without passion, principles, a plan, and execution of a plan when in power, when in a position of leadership. That's why I believe he is the winner. He is the champion the GOP should be running in 2024 if it cares about winning. And that is the ultimate question. Does Team GOP care about winning or does it care about its money? And right now, whether that is Donald Trump, who can't spend a penny, doesn't spend a penny on any of the January Sixers until he's absolutely pinned to the ground and beaten about the head about 30, 40 times, Oh, and then, oh, you know what the plan is? Uh, Vote Trump as a double middle finger to the establishment, right? Vote Trump as a double middle finger to the establishment, except for that establishment also will stab you in the back the second that it can. And and if you vote Trump, you got to vote for the tagalongs, right? And then those tagalongs actually are grifters of Trump. And when Trump tells them to jump, and it's not really principle-based, you've got a problem. Oh, and then also, um, lest we forget that uh, Donald Trump is under indictment in about 90 different ways. So, but but Andrew, it, it's about sticking up to the man. You can do that and care about actually winning with a plan. There is no plan. The GOP has no plan, has not shown us a plan for a very simple question. 
What if Donald Trump is the one that's elected and he is ineligible by hook or crook? And it could be both in the mix. What's your plan? How are you going to protect liberty? How are you going to stand up for quote-unquote conservative values, for pro-life, for this or that? If the guy that you put on the, your top of your ticket can't even, is dead in the water before you even get to vote at any point in time. Oh, and that's right. By the way, you are uh, showing us no clue how to operate in the era of post-COVID election rules. I have no clue how to operate that. But again, there's one person, one out of everybody that is that is looking at this as a candidate, right? One that has articulated a plan, has put the plan in action, has won with that plan, and won elections. Put more people into positions of power with the same value system, with the same goals in mind. Also, changed and fought and beat the stranglehold of the left in academia. He's doing it. New College of Florida, go look it up. Whether you like some of the things that are happening or not, the the reality is you've got to fight fire with fire sometimes, and you're going to break a couple of eggs along the way towards getting your main goal. Now, as long as that those eggs are not then scrambling your brains and you forget where you came from, okay? Look at what he did with Joseph Latipo and COVID. Besides Christy Nome, besides Kim Reynolds, and besides... Uh, Brian Kemp in Georgia. Now, does this guarantee that that Ron DeSantis is your general election winner? No, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is, dude, you got to start somewhere. You got to actually start building plans, policies, prescriptions based off of principles at some point in time. Otherwise, the only thing you have is money, and that will never win you an election. And I can guarantee you that the only thing that Ditch McConnell cares about more than his own money is his own power. And when you show him, hey, by the way, you, you're, all of it's going to be gone. All of it. We are literally about, like I said, two to three steps, uh, two to three moves on the, on the chessboard away from checkmate of liberty. And if you do that, your grift and your graft go away. Like I said, I'm a libertarian. I have no idea if I would vote for Ron DeSantis in the general election in 2024. I need to see what the Libertarian Party is going to do. I'm leaning in the direction of not voting libertarian this time around. But that's largely because, I, as I believe, liberty has a last stand. And while I believe in libertarian views more than Team GOP views. The reality is that there is a line in the sand. There is the left, and then there's everybody else. Okay, That's the line in the sand. And if you allow the left to continue down the road of this tyranny, the FCC 
and its potential to literally just snap their fingers and decide who's on air, who gets to podcast, who gets to do this, who, um, what rules uh, govern the internet, because that's on the docket for next week, by the way. Go look that up. Okay. My point in all of this is, this is liberty's last stand. And am I willing to just say, you know what? Team libertarian because moi purity. Or do I exercise the ability to win that first battle? To, to literally stem the tide, to, to, to hold them, to hold the line. Say, okay, no, no further. Now let's do the hard work of bringing us a little closer to pure liberty and libertarian values. Do we do that? I don't. If it's Ron DeSantis, I have a feeling that's where I would go, okay? Because I think then we have to put our eggs, all of them, in one basket here. Because he does know how to have a plan. He has results of action and wins with that plan. He can articulate it and his results in a really relatable way when people are actually paying attention because nobody's actually paying attention right now. That's clear by what took place last night. Now, all of that brings me to tonight's debate and the 2024 GOP primary. In general, folks, I I just... I'm looking for a few things here. I'm sick of the name-calling and the backbiting and, and all just the BS, okay? So what I'm looking for is who is going to actually show up with a plan, who is going to articulate the plan, and show some leadership. This is the first time we'll see these people on the stage since uh, the Israel-Hamas situation has gone down and uh, Zelensky continuing to beg for money and Congress and its absolute utter chaos heading for the fiscal cliff, right? Appropriation bills need to be passed, uh, like, right now in order to avoid a government shutdown. And, uh, oh, we can't even agree on how to pay or appropriate money for Israel and, and the IRS and this and that, right? But also, okay, so all of those things. Who's going to bring a plan, articulate it, and show some leadership? Who's going to come out swinging against NBC because NBC is the host and not stop swinging at them? Why? Why is that important? It's important because they then can tell, or at least show me, that they know what time it is, they know what they're up against, and they're not unwilling to confront it head on. That's the best way to confront a bully, by the way. Yeah, you might get your butt whooped. You might. But guess what? One day, one day, somebody finally will have enough, and they'll get theirs right to their face. Or they stop after you say, yeah, no, no, brah, we're going to go. We're going to go, and I'm going to get one in on you, and you're not going to like it. Also, quick question, why in the hell is Team GOP? Oh, wait, 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 never mind. Uh, uh, the, the fact that this debate is airing on NBC is absolutely peak Team GOP doesn't get it. I, I just, Wow. Now, let me be clear on this. I'm not suggesting that a debate tonight or 
or winning the 2024 general election and gaining a few seats extra in the House of Representatives and maybe a slight majority in the Senate is going to right the ship. That's been going off the course for the better part of my entire life. I'm not not suggesting that, but it could be with a plan, a movement, and money. And that's a unifying situation. But it could be that Gandalf moment where Liberty gets to say, you shall not pass, right? None shall pass to the parasites and the parasitic nature of socialism, communism, authoritarianism, whatever ism you want to put there. Now, on the flip side of all of that is this reality. Just yesterday, as all of this was going down, uh, 20 members of Team GOP, yes, 20 of them, couldn't even be bothered to vote against the so-called kill switch or vote against that. Yes, vote against the kill switch. Yes, that's right. By 2026, your automobile has to have a so-called kill switch in it. What? Yeah, that's right. The government and its various appendages of public and private partnership, lest we forget that it's all about what? Um Oh, that's right, ESG and uh, all of that wonderful goodness, right? Yep. Yep. Social governance. Yep. Government would have the ability to decide whether or not you're fit, quote-unquote, whether that's through drunk driving or maybe you're a little tired or uh, you had an unruly kid in the back for some reason or whatever. Whatever reason, they could stop you. They have access to your vehicle to stop you from being able to go anywhere. You, the, the same government that, that weaponized COVID to tell you when and where you could open a business, worship, do anything in your life, you're going to allow that. Team GOP couldn't even get its own House in order to vote in mass to kill the kill switch in a vehicle to say government probably shouldn't have that kind of intrusion into our lives. I don't know about you, but that's a pretty unifying situation. How's about nerve? Lest we forget, folks, um, churches in Ohio, what did you do? Did you use the literal bully pulpit? Did you use your pulpits? Did you advocate for it? Did you say, this is wrong, vote no? No, instead, the left it was able to hoodwink and bamboozle people with really effective marketing and language of the amendment to confuse a whole bleep ton of people as to what they were really voting for. The churches couldn't even be bothered to use the power that they have within that community, within that state. To say, hey, by the way, all of y'all, I expect you at the polls. And I expect you to hold up God's simple mandate. Respect life. 
What? And by the way, to you in Ohio, if your church didn't have anything to say about this, if your church stayed silent, whether that's a Catholic church, whatever. And by the way, if it's a Catholic church and it stayed silent on, on supporting life, holy bleep, they are missing every part of Catholicism. Get out of that church. Go somewhere else. Oh, no, this church is only five minutes away. So what? Get out. Remove your tithe. Do whatever you need to do to make it abundantly clear that the church, Christianity, has a very clear mandate to support life, period, point blank. Lest we forget, I mean, the people of Kentucky and everywhere else, as I've said, everywhere else in this country that they've had an opportunity to take down a COVID tyrant have never done so. Not one time. Not one time have they done it. Nowhere. Nowhere. fact of the matter is this. Team GOP absolutely sucks. It sucked for a very long time. And that's why I'm not holding out hope for one debate or just one election to be the end-all, be-all fight for liberty. Because these things were happening in unison yesterday. We couldn't get the basics right yesterday. And again, Liberty is the we that I am speaking of. Those that want liberty, those that have positions that have advocated for more liberty than less liberty, couldn't get it right yesterday. Couldn't get it right the last time after after COVID. We couldn't get it right in 2020 when we had all of the information in front of us of the tyrannical response. We did. Nah. Stop giving them your money, whether that's the, the you're going to give the $2,000 or you're giving $500 or whatever it is, and use that money for yourself, your family, or building something within your own community. It's what the left has figured out for the very, for my almost my entire life, it's Exactly what the left did. They built and they built and they built and they built one little brick at a time, community by community, by idea by idea, by movement by movement by movement. And we're apparently unwilling to do that. Now, next week, by the way, Chicago is going to be the focus of this program. Uh, but I will be here tomorrow. I will be here on Friday. Um, and then next week we will start to transition in which we see this show talking about single subjects, single topics, and uh, we'll have a commentary about news of the day around, kind of revolving around those topics, and then a guest that will help us dive deep into that topic. So um, we're likely to have Illinois Policy on next week to talk about that. But folks, it's just as simple as that. I, I don't know how I can make it any clearer. If the GOP is unwilling to stand up for liberty, you need to let it go. You need to realize that the only liberty that you can really stand up for is yourself. So pull, pull your resources into yourself, your family, your community. Begin to build something for yourself. It's just that simple. 
control, which you can control because the GOP for the last, what, five elections has shown you they're unwilling to understand what time it is, stand up for you or anything other than their own pocketbook. That's all they care about. So start caring about yours first and come what may for Team GOP. With that, folks, I hope you have a great Wednesday. Um, If you decide to torture yourself with the debate tonight, um, I will have some commentary on it tomorrow. Um, But have yourself a great rest of your Wednesday. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals. And as always, Matthew 547. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.